And here we go yet again. Welcome, everyone. Good to see you all. As always, I can see the the usuals, the regulars all uh, joining in. So uh, welcome in, everyone. Good to see you here. Smash the like button. Don't forget to share this out. Um, if you're finding this channel for the first time, my name is Brian. I'm the UK Bitcoin Master. And this show we refer to as the Bullish Bitcoin Channel, where if you are looking for bullish Bitcoin content, no matter what is happening to the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month price, then come here because you're always going to find bullish conversation. So welcome in, everyone. I'm just looking around to make sure everything's working as it should be. I got thrown a little bit before the the show started. Um, So I'm going to do the normal, uh, and that is to say to anybody uh, looking at this, don't come here looking for financial advice. You're not going to get it. You must do your own research. How do you do that? I would suggest you go to ukbitcoinmaster.com. You are going to find over 600 videos there. And again, if you go to bitcoininterviews.com, you can narrow the interviews down from the 600 to the interviews only. There's around 80 odd of them there uh, with some of the greatest minds uh, in Bitcoin today. So I encourage you to check those out. And then lastly, I did this all of 22, all of 23. We're going to do all of 24. Don't leave your keys on an exchange because if you do, that exchange owns your Bitcoin, not you. Learn how to get your Bitcoin off onto a hardware wallet. Learn how to do that. These are the basic things one needs to learn. How to buy Bitcoin, how to store it securely um, on a hardware device, and how to protect your seed words and where you keep them and da-di-da-di-da. These are the basic things you should learn um, if you own Bitcoin. I would encourage you to do uh, just that. I would also encourage you to go over to the show notes right now and click this link. It's called Linktree, and that is where you'll find all the platforms I'm on. I've updated it. You can see Rumble now at the bottom. So I am on Rumble as well. So do check me out there because we don't know when a show is going to be taken down. Now, if you're not on the Orange Pill app, I'm going to say, why not? It is an incredible app for connecting with other Bitcoiners. Um, oh, thousands and thousands of people on it now. A lot of the, uh, you know, the the names in in Bitcoin uh, that are on it. People like Natalie Brunel, Knut Svanholm, Doctor Saifedina Moose. Natalie Brunel is on there. Um, I think I might have said that already. There you go, getting old. Um, there's loads of people on it, so I would encourage you to check it out. Now, I will say this. Um, it's not the easiest app of apps to get sorted. What you want to do is go to the show notes and click my link if you want to get 10,000 free sats. And if you don't, that's fine. But if you do, click the link, register with an email address on a browser. Once you've done that, go to your phone, download the app and log in. And that is how you'll then get a message saying you've earned yourself 10,000 sats. I would encourage every one of you to do that because today 10,000 sats is maybe not worth a great deal, but you know, three or four, five dollars maybe. But what is it going to be worth in the future, people? That's the key here. So do check out the Orange Pill app and get on it. I encourage you to. I'm going to shout out to the show sponsors, the best of Exmoor. If you've never come across this before, every one of us likes a vacation, a nice holiday. If you like to holiday in a beautiful part of the United Kingdom, then Exmoor National Park is a beautiful place. 
He's got over 200 holiday um, cottages on there. Check them out, people. There is everything there. If you want to know what part of the UK that is in, if you're overseas, there it is. It's flashed up in red. It is Exmoor National Park down in what we call Cornwall, Devon and Cornwall. And it is a beautiful part of the world. So do go check it out. I would encourage you to. Now, if you do decide it's of interest, use this QR code. That will take you there. Paying currency, paying Bitcoin. Chris is a Bitcoiner. That's why I am allowing him to sponsor the show because I don't want anyone sponsoring my show. That means I've then got to be beholden to what they want me to say, crap coiners and the likes. So because Chris is a Bitcoiner and he accepts Bitcoin, um, I've decided to allow him to sponsor my show. So there we are. Use the code UKBM30 and you'll get even more as a discount uh, off. Now, uh, very, very quickly before I come back and see who we got in the chat, here's the Bitcoin halving clock. We are 86 days, 20 hours and five minutes away from the next halving. That is going to take the Bitcoin's mind every 10 minutes from 6.25 to to 3.125. That, with the ETFs and everything else that's going on, is going to cause a squeeze, a supply shock, a demand shock, absolutely everything that is going to blow your mind, people. So stack those Bitcoins while you can, is what I say. Okay, so uh, let's see who we have got in our chat. Whoops, hang on a second. I shouldn't have done that. Bear with me. I've just messed something up. I always do that. It must be that one. Okay, so who have we got? Let's have a look. Um, what I would say we probably got the regulars, actually. Uh, Bitcoin Meister, always a great support. Thanks, Adam. Uh, John G is in the house. JB Bitcoiner, Yorkie Bitcoiner, Vinnie Rondo, uh, Staten Island. Always good to see you in the house. Elaine, Mrs. UK, downstairs. <laughs> uh, Vinnie Lee, good to see you. Uh, evening to you. Johnny Midas, good morning to you. James Legris is in the house. Stacy, good to see you again. Chaz Oi, G Squared, welcome, Gabe. Jersey Beans in the house. Uh, Stacking Richie, MW, Spanish Island. Islands. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Frosty Ashington, MP Wilson, Mike W, Daniel Street. Good to see you, Daniel. Uh, Dr. Rob Davis. Thank you for joining us, Rob. Uh, Bram VDB is in the house. Welcome, everyone. Now, if you want to get my attention, type in UK Bitcoin Master, then a message, and it will light up orange for me. And I always say I'll read it and give you a shout out. Sometimes I don't. Uh, I get completely blown away with all everything that I've got going on here in the studio. And uh, then I forget. But I do do my best. If you could see my studio with one, two, three, four monitors, two phones and an iPad, you'd understand what the hell I've got going on in here. So that's probably why the setup looks as good as it does. Very happy with the setup, I've got to say. OK, so <clears throat> I want to get on with the show. Um, here's the thing. I'm trying to take a step back and observe what's going on. And from what I can gather, the sentiment out there is doom and gloom and everybody's fed up because the Bitcoin price didn't pump like everyone was saying it was going to pump um, after the um, ETFs were approved. But if you take the time to look, look, I don't understand financial markets at all. I don't come from a finance background. But I watch enough, I watch enough podcasts to understand that maybe, just maybe, 
all the fees that are going on out there means that everything's piling out of GBTC and piling into the other ETFs like Black, 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 Black Rock Fidelity and the like, which means that maybe they're not going out there after spot right now. They're, it's all moving around, so to speak. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going on at all. Uh, I'm simply saying to you, after nearly seven years in Bitcoin, I'm completely zen. I'm completely chilled out. If it goes down into the, the high to mid-30s, low-30s, I don't care. I'll find some dry powder somewhere and I'll stack some more. People, what you are witnessing, what you are living through is the biggest change in financial history for decades. We have never, ever, ever seen digital money because we couldn't solve um, the Byzantine generals problem, which was a double spend problem. Um, and if you're not aware of it, then you haven't, you're not down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. You know, I don't fully understand it, but I know what it is. We couldn't have money online, digital money, because of this double spend issue, which obviously Satoshi uh, solved when he, um, you know, introduced Bitcoin. Da -de -da -de -da -de -da -de -da. So what I keep hearing and seeing is, Everyone moaning and groaning about the price and the sentiments low, which will drive the price down even more. And I just want to say to people, you got to stop evaluating Bitcoin based on its day-to-day -day price. Because I'm telling you now, major investors, and I'm not even talking about Bitcoin, but major investors do not invest and get freaked out day-to-day -day price fluctuations up and down. Bitcoin is 15 years old into a completely new money for the world. What are you expecting? Okay, it ain't happening. you got to chill out, people, uh, because everything is good. And ultimately, I believe that 2024 and 2025 are going to be incredible years for Bitcoin. So, Stephen Redding, good to see you in the house. I'm just looking to see if there's anybody else. Nope, that's it. Mike W is with us. Good to see you guys. So, chill out, people. Take this opportunity to stack SAS. I didn't put a chart up, but I should have done. From what I can gather, something like every bull run, there are between four and six corrections that might range between 20 and 40%. You can't have this thing go parabolic upwards without any corrections because otherwise you'll get a blow off top pretty quickly and then there'll be a brutal bear market the other side of it and then everybody be saying, our oh, Bitcoin's dead, that's the end of it, etc., etc." So understand, it is almost like, I was speaking to somebody today, it is almost like walking up some stairs. You go up six stairs, but then you come back to. You're still four stairs further than you were. So then you go up another six stairs, you come back to. You're eight stairs further than you were two sets ago, if that makes sense. Bitcoin corrects as it goes on its merry way. Start treating these corrections as an opportunity to stack sats and get more bang for your buck. Right now, we're at 40,653. We may even go into the high 30s. Do I care? No, I don't. Okay. You're getting over 2,460 sats for a dollar right now. Those sats are going to be worth a fortune in the future. I encourage you, just don't whinge. Don't worry about it. Stack sats. If you are a follower of this channel, then you should know that you shouldn't be freaking out over day-to-day, week-to-week, and month-to-month 
prices. Welcome, Mike Dooley. Good to see you um, in the house. So I've got a few news articles that I thought it might be worth sharing. So let's crack on over to the desktop and see what we've got. OK, so based on what I said a few minutes ago around how much of the Bitcoin is moving out of Grayscale or um, GBTC, OK, maybe their fees, you know, as they are, are very high. And maybe some of those people that can now unlock their Bitcoin are saying, I'm moving to BlackRock, I'm moving to Fidelity, whatever it might be. But what you've got to look at is this. Look at this headline. Rivals gain uh, amid GBT sell-off. Bitcoin ETF staggering 14 billion volume. That doesn't strike me as an ETF that was a failure. It strikes me as an ETF that was monstrously successful if you're reading that. I'm not going to read it. It's there. Probably every one of you have read it already from uh, Eric Balchunas. I can never say that name. But this was a successful ETF launch. Of course, then you've got Samson Mel from Jan 3 coming out and he's saying, you know, a prominent figure in the cryptocurrency space and the CEO of Jan 3 expressed his concerns on social media, on the platform X, regarding the high fees, 1.5% charged by Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Mo observed that despite GBTC's significant lead in the market, their reluctance to lower fees could uh, be diminishing their advantage. He noted this is a real-time example of market dynamics emphasizing the market's unfavorable response to their high fees. And this is what he tweeted. The history books will write how GBTC bled away their entire lead because they didn't lower fees. Amazing that we can watch this in real time. He said, I mean to say, uh, I mean, you can say you're worth it, brackets higher fees, which is what Michael um, Sonnenshine, I think his name is from Grayscale said, but the market sure doesn't think so. So keep that in mind. You know, instead of them going out and looking in the market to buy Bitcoin, it's moving from one entity to other entities. And no one knows how long that might be. No one knows what the bleed from Grayscale is going to be. But it's certainly still going on, you know. But when you're looking at fundamentals and not at the day-to-day -day price, which you shouldn't be, um, look at this one. Uh, inflows from BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF is a rare achievement in ETF history. The iShares Bitcoin Trust reached over one billion in inflows within its first four days of trading. Only the first Bitcoin futures ETF and the first physical gold fund hit 1 billion in assets via organic demand this soon after launch, said uh, Bloomberg Intelligence. So the point is, if you stop looking at the day-to-day -day price and understand the fundamentals of Bitcoin, if the fundamentals are breaking down, you get the hell out. You sell, you go do something else. But the fundamentals are rock solid. Like I've said, there are funds moving from grayscale to these other entities. Um, you know, there's a correction going on, which is absolutely natural for Bitcoin. And yet everybody seems to be freaking out and whinging and whining and moaning that the price should have gone up and it hasn't gone up. All I would say to everyone is learn to have a little bit of patience, people. You are in this thing so flipping early. 
it's unreal. Instead of complaining that the price is down, be absolutely elated that right now you can get over 2,400 sats for your dollar. I remember a few weeks back, that was creeping down towards the 2,000 sats for your dollar. So over 400 sats less. And that's the mindset you want to get into. And you'll only get into that mindset if you go down the rabbit hole and you literally learn a little bit about the asset that you own. Uh, Stephen O'Neill, good to see you in the house coming in from Ireland. Welcome. Smash the like button, everyone. Don't forget to do that. If that weren't enough, You've got Bitcoin Magazine on LinkedIn. Just in, Bitcoin ETFs surpassed Silver's ETFs in the US to become the second largest ETF commodity by assets under management. People, there ain't anything wrong with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's doing good. Now, remember this. Uh, BlackRock is out there leading the pack, if you take Grayscale out of the frame for now. Then you've got Fidelity, and then you've got Kathy Wood's ARK and iShares. Um, did I say iShares? I can't remember what she's with now. I think it's iShares. Um, anyway, we'll have a look. So let's have a look at something that Kathy said. Um, she's blasting JP Morgan CEO Jamie Diamond here because he was dissing on Bitcoin in Davos. Uh, what did she say? ARK Invest CEO Kathy would hit back at Jamie Diamond after the JP Morgan CEO made dismissive comments about Bitcoin, liking it to a pet rock that does nothing. He has not got a goddamn clue. In fact, I think he has, but I think he's got an ulterior motive, an alternative agenda, because he knows Bitcoin is coming for his bank. Wood said data doesn't support such an opinion. Data is all that matters, and seemed to question Diamond's tech savvy in the third of a barrage of tweets criticising the JP Morgan helmsman. Wood initially fired back by referring to a tweet posted by ARK Invest Director of Digital Assets, Yassine. She went on to say in a separate ex-post, Wood said that Bitcoin is backed by the largest computer network in the world. She added that the network is larger than the combined size of clouds that Amazon, Google and Microsoft have built over the last 15 to 20 years. And then if we think of Jamie Dimon for a moment, why the heck should you trust anyone that has been through the felonies and the fraud cases that him and J.B. Morgan um, have been in since the year 2000. I think five major felonies I think they've been found guilty of. Look at this one from Wall Street on Parade. On February the 10th, 2014, the non-profit watch watchdog Better Markets took a bold and historic action. It filed a federal lawsuit against the highest law enforcement agency and officer in the U.S., the U.S. Department of Justice, and the man who sat at his helm, Attorney General Eric Holder. The lawsuit challenged a $13 billion out-of-court settlement that had been agreed to by the Justice Department and the Wall Street uh, megabank, J.P. Morgan Chase, over its sale of toxic mortgages. Maybe this is referring to, yet yeah, it is, the eight, the, it probably helped to uh, contribute towards the, the crash in 2008. So, you know, don't anybody start, you know, coming out with, you know, well, J.P. Morgan is a big banker, therefore we should listen to him. He's an idiot. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Well, actually, he's probably not an idiot. He's a very clever man, as he wouldn't have stayed in that position for that amount of time. 
my point here is he's corrupt as all of them, and Bitcoin cleans that corruption up. And Dan Held had a tweet on LinkedIn, which is true. What an embarrassingly ignorant and poor take on Bitcoin by Jamie, the CEO of JP Morgan. My point here is you got to find the right sources to get your information from. And I'm not for one minute saying my channel is the right source. you got to find out these people that see the wood through the trees. They look at the, the fundamentals. They explain the fundamentals. They talk about supply and demand. And that you're not going to get that here. I'm not clever enough. But they're out there. There are many of them. Follow James Lavish for a start. Follow Preston Pish for a start. Lawrence Lepard for a start. There are three awesome guys that know their finances. You know, follow them on Twitter. You know, they are always doing incredible podcasts. And I watch them. I learn from them. I absorb it. And it makes me feel I'm in the right place at the right time. So I found this from Bitcoin for Freedom. And, you know, I haven't corroborated these figures. They're too big for me to get my head around. But, you know, when you think how early we are to Bitcoin, he says you're not bullish enough. Gold's market cap, 12 trillion. Fiat, 120 trillion. R, et cetera, 18 trillion. Stocks, 110 trillion. Bonds, 300 trillion. Real estate, 330 trillion. Let's say 5% of this only moves into Bitcoin like Fidelity recommends. Using the bull market multiple of 118 to 1 from the Bank of America, 890 trillion times 5% times that multiplier equals 5.2 quadrillion Bitcoin market cap. 5.2 quadrillion um, divided by 21 million Bitcoin. Remember, four or five million are probably lost, equals 250 million per Bitcoin in today's dollars. So when you think you're not, when you think you're bullish, I don't think CK, CK Snarks, former general manager of Bitcoin magazine, says it well, none of us are bullish enough. None of us have got a clue where ultimately this thing will go in one, two, three decades out, four decades out, who knows. But we are so early and we're whinging about the price being down to $40,607. And we need to just get past that and understand we are so flipping early. Lance, good to see you. Mr. 60 is in the house. Good to see you as always. Uh, look at this one. Now, you got to understand, if you don't know what hash rate is, you need to learn. It is the computing power that supports and backs up the Bitcoin network. And they always say that price follows hash rate. Look at the hash rate. All-time highs, people. 500 exahashes per second is backing up the Bitcoin blockchain. This is monumental, and price always follows the hash power upwards. So, it doesn't matter what the day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month price of Bitcoin is. You need to stack while you still can and then hodl it safely, securely, on a hardware device, off of an exchange. It's the only option. And then literally stack where you can and just secure it and get on and enjoy your life. Because before you blink, you're in your 60s like I am and you wonder where the hell um, it went. Andrew Williams, welcome. Uncle Hodler. Good to see you in the house. Thank you for your email the other day, dude. That was fantastic when you sent that through. That's all I'm prepared to say. Absolutely awesome. Okay, so um, 
A tweet here, Eric of Reva, whoever the heck he is. Seriously, and you want to take these on board. I just want to remind any of you uh, if this price action makes you stressed or nervous. The most powerful institutions are stacking Bitcoin at a rate that far exceeds mining production. They want Bitcoin, way more Bitcoin than there is being mined per day. 900 Bitcoins per day. Um, 6.25 every 10 minutes. That's going to be cut in half in, what did I say, 84, 83 days? Did I show you on the clock earlier? I can't remember. Now let's have a look. Um, yeah, 86 days to the halving. That's going to get cut in half to 3.125 Bitcoin. Um, and he says the most powerful institutions are stacking at a rate exceeding mining production right now. Right now, they are feeding off grayscale. But that really isn't going to last. That's what I was saying a few minutes ago. Right now, they're taking it from the exodus of grayscale. When that stops, and all of a sudden, go and watch um, one of the videos that Invest Answers did, a Bitcoin video. He shitcoins as well, which I can't stand. But anytime he's talking about Bitcoin, because he's been around the block many years, I tend to listen to what he's got to say. And he did a great explanation of um, how... Um, what BlackRock wants alone far exceeds what they're going to be produced, what they're even producing every 10 minutes and every day right now. Never mind we get when we get through the halving in 86 days time. So, you know, this is going to be monumental. It really is. Cedric Youngerman tweeted, buying a Bitcoin now um, is like buying a skyscraper in New York City during the 1970s for $43,000. How would you like to own a skyscraper in New York, Manhattan for 43000 You wouldn't. It would be in the tens of millions, okay? And that is like, right now, that is like buying a skyscraper in New York back in the 1970s. That's how early we are to Bitcoin. Now, this next one, I want you to take heed of, people, and don't do what this idiot did. I like to keep my Bitcoins on an exchange. I mean, I'd be fooling myself if I say that I'd be doing a better job at keeping my Bitcoins safe compared to a billion dollar exchange. There are so many things that could go wrong. My hardware wallet could get damaged. Great. So learn how to recover it to a, your seed words to a new wallet. That's easy. Somebody could steal it from my house or I could lose my seed phrase. Yeah, take personal responsibility for your finances if you want personal sovereignty, I say that. I feel it's best to keep Bitcoins on an exchange with 2FA enabled so that they're safe. Binance is the best. I'll never shut down. Where do you keep your Bitcoins? People, let me tell you something now. If you have got your Bitcoins on an exchange, you do not understand that that exchange has a central point of weakness. It might be a CEO. It might be the company offices and their computers. Governments can go in and shut them down, close them down, freeze the assets. And this dude is just not getting it. He, she or they are just not. Learn if you are going to own the, the soundest, hardest money humanity has ever seen. You need to take the steps to learn how to secure it yourself and your seed words. And if you can learn to drive a car, if you can learn how to use your apps on your phone or a basic computer, you can learn how to stu store your seed words. And anybody that doesn't, well, 
this channel isn't for you because that is where I'm constantly beating the drum. And then this final one before we get to the video of the day from James Lavish. I mentioned him earlier. He's been a guest on my show. Go to Bitcoin interviews. You'll see us there. For those who think Jamie Dimon is stupid, ignorant and uninformed. Yeah, that's our natural reaction, isn't it? Really? He is none of these things. He's an extremely intelligent banker who knows exactly how disruptive, brackets, damaging, Bitcoin can, brackets, and will be to his business. And he is doing everything in his power to discredit it. That's the point we've got to get, people. None of these big bankers want Bitcoin to succeed because it threatens their business model that's been around for centuries. Okay? so. Well, at least since the Federal Reserve, that's for sure, in 1910 or 1913. I can't remember. I think 1910 it was thawed up and 1913, I think it uh, came into being. I can't quite remember, but it was around that time. So over 100 years ago, let's at least say that. So my point here is you got to do your own research. you got to be a critical thinker. If you, it's, all right, it's all right owning Bitcoin and saying, oh, I've got some Bitcoin. But are you doing everything you can to learn how to and then secure your Bitcoin for when that price goes 10x, 20x, 30x, whatever it's going to do? Is it still secure? Have you got that nailed down? You need to. Torrip Hoddle, welcome. Um, so, you know, Jamie Dimon, he's not a stupid man. He's an idiot for what he says out there on those interviews. He really is. He's making himself look stupid. He's embarrassing himself, but he's certainly not a stupid guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the top of the pile of JP Morgan for so long. Okay, on to the video. Okay, so where is Bitcoin going to go? It is no good asking me. I don't have a clue. I'm not, I never make price predictions because, quite honestly, I don't have a crystal ball and I don't know. So what we have to look at is those people out there that are very, very smart that might have data analysis. They might have experts that look at the markets, look at the geopolitical state of the world, what's going on, all that stuff. And then they map out models. But remember, a model is only a model, a bit like Plan B stock to flow model. It's just a model. But they give us the best guidelines as to where it may go. And you saw me mention her earlier, and that is Kathy Wood. Now, she heads up ARK Invest, you know, and they are now the third largest um, ETF um, company. If you take out Grayscale, ignore Grayscale. They're the granddaddy right now. But you've got BlackRock, Fidelity, then ARK. And I want you to pay particular attention to where Kathy Wood feels that Bitcoin will be by the end of this decade. And that's only six short years out. So let's have a listen. Our first paper on this was in 2015. The white paper is still on our site. And uh, we tried to figure out, could Bitcoin serve the three roles of money? Store of value, uh, as you say, most uh, people agree with that one. Uh, means of exchange, unit of account. And the answer to that was yet, yep. yes. Uh, we put out a, a, a Bitcoin brainstorm uh, with our par partner, Bitcoin Park, in Nashville. And uh, it, it examines the convergence of artificial intelligence and Bitcoin. And you'll hear uh, his nickname's Roast Beef on that uh, podcast talk about that convergence and how it's going to 
uh, redefine the division of labor. It's probably going to put the gig economy on steroids. And it's starting already in the emerging markets, in Africa in particular. So it's very exciting. I don't think people understand how hard at work these the developers around the world have been. Uh, Lightning Network is a, a big part of leveraging, uh, leveraging the base layer uh, Bitcoin. Okay, now let's talk pricing, or I shouldn't say pricing, um, but the price of Bitcoin. You and I have had conversations now over many years where you've talked about Bitcoin being worth something on the order of $500,000, literally in only a couple of years from now. Do you stand by that? How does this ETF uh, change that, uh, speed that up, slow it down? What do you think? Yes. uh, So you'll find in our big ideas, so that's at arc-invest.com, the building blocks uh, for our price forecast. I like that. The building blocks for the price forecast, not some random price forecast that she thinks it might get to. They've got all the building blocks, all the data. Uh, And our base case uh, is in the $600,000 range. Our bull case, uh, and we think the probability of the bull case has increased with this SEC approval. This is a green light. Our bull case is $1.5 million by 2030. You can see the building blocks. You can see how conservative we are in terms of those building blocks. Uh, This is a big idea. It is a It is the first global, decentralized, digital, rules-based, critical there, rules-based monetary system in history. Uh, It is a very big idea. Oh, that excites me when I hear somebody say that. It is a very big idea. So, look, you know, they're just running off models. But here's my take to you guys watching this. If you believe there's even a chance of it going to half a million dollars... Is 40549 right now a good investment? If that, let's call it 40K, and it went to half a million, what is that, 12X? 12 fours of 48, 12 and a half X for one Bitcoin. And that is why I believe everyone should be doing everything they can as fast as they can to try and get and become a whole coiner, get to one Bitcoin. Now, it's going to get a lot harder once we see this net, the bull run kick in. But there is still time for anybody to be able to stack hard and get to one Bitcoin. As the great Rocky Palumbo, who's normally in our chat, says, you know, go to work, sell everything, knuckle down for four years, get a second job, stack every bit of Bitcoin as hard as you can, then maybe wait another four years and maybe stack a bit where you can, and then equals, you know, financial freedom and retirement, never have to work again. I would say, and I've always said this, and it's in the show notes, in the bio, and that is, I've always said, somebody getting into Bitcoin, you know, should be a 10-year play. You shouldn't be thinking of anything anything less, and then the highs and the lows don't really matter. Okay, very quickly, you know I love quotes, so I pull a show together with a quote. I found this one. Success doesn't come from what you do occasionally. It comes from what you do consistently. Let me explain that. Consistently, and my lovely wife who's in the chat will vouch for this, every morning and every evening I spend between one and three hours, depending on how many podcasters have produced new material that I follow, learning about Bitcoin, 
watching their podcast, trying to understand what they're talking about. Sometimes a lot of what they say go right over my head, but I might retain 5% of it. And I'm means I'm learning. And I've been doing that consistently since May 2017. And we are now in 2024. So I think I deserve to be able to do a podcast and share my thoughts and views with my audience because I've certainly done the proof of work. And you, you, whoever you are watching this, even now or in the future, you've got to ask yourself a question. Am I worthy of my Bitcoin? Do I do the proof of work or do I waste my time watching crap television and doing things that won't enrich my life or make my family's pro progeny, whatever it's called in the future, wealthier and be able to escape, escape tyranny, etc.? Only you can answer that. But I know that I do the proof of work. I, you know, so that's why I run this show. Now, if you want to support me and you don't have to, I've always said that nobody needs to. There's some sats addresses if you want to drop a few sats. Uh, not needed, but always, always appreciated. Uh, if you want to buy me a cup of coffee anywhere in the world with crappy fiat, you can use that QR code. But again, you don't have to do any of it. So, people, that's the show. 35 minutes, done, dusted. Hope you got something from it. Hope you'll take away that the short-term price does not matter. Bitcoin is such a tiny asset. When you look to all those other assets that I talked about, art and real estate and all that, it's so tiny, it can be buffeted around. And that's what's happening. But it is so tiny, it is being buffeted around. But by you, by us being in Bitcoin, it means we're so flipping early to all of this. It's going to be like rocket fuel when this thing goes. And that's what I want you to take away from this show. So that's it. Done. Dusted. Again, thanks for being here. Don't forget to share this out. Don't forget to go into the comments afterwards. Johnny Midas, good to see you as always. I know you're in earlier. I don't think I shouted you out, John, but I saw you there. Um, don't forget to tweet it, share it. Um, go back into the comments after the live stream has ended and leave a comment because it really does screw with YouTube's algorithm and it keeps the content up there for longer so more noobs can find it. But beyond that, that's another show done. I'll be back on Thursday, as always, 6 p.m. London. And as always, I'll leave you now with my social media links. I'll catch you all on Thursday. Have a good one, whatever you're doing. Stay safe. Enjoy your life. Stack hard. See you all on Thursday.